Okay, at the representative sample, I, I'd like to give Shir at least Monday night once during Hanukkah, so we make sure, as you said, the Avanim don't win the battle. Uh, can the Avanim get here Monday night without any uh, static from the kids? What? Monday night sounds good? Yeah? Maybe? Okay, I think Laman uh, Hayantif. No, Shragi, you think we can uh, push that? Okay. So Monday night, then the Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and after that, Monday is not the Hanukkah anymore. So only missing two of them. There won't be sure the following Sunday, but, uh, but so, so this, this Sunday there will be, and this uh, Monday there will be a Mitzvah Shem. Speaking of which, somebody sent me a Shaila this afternoon. I thought this was interesting. Every, every year there's some Chiddush that's trying to be behind something in the Menorah that's always a Shaila. Uh, so, no, well, they all things, the old Shaila. They have the solid oils, Shaila with the. That's not ma'akir. Shailah zilchatchila. The point is to be as daimit to mishkan, to make dish as you can. That's why we light oil instead of neiras zilchatchila. So there, they didn't light with, with non-liquid oil in the mikdash. So Shailah's but it's becoming a liquid very quickly, and then they have the wicks. You're really lighting wax until it burns through the wicks. All those Shailahs are 20 years old. I was willing to make all of them. Somebody sent me an um, interesting picture of an era that somebody had developed in some arts and crafts thing where basically the glass holders are opaque with different nice colors, red and blue and uh, all sorts of things and you set the home era, you can't see any flame you just see it's glowing from the outside so you wanted to know is this kosher, so I said uh, it's a little hard to puzzle things it's certainly not Dumi the Mikdash, and the Mikdash they saw they were glass, they saw the flame and um, who knows what in Yanam, I'll be Kabbalah there is, but it has to be, forget Kabbalah, it has to be as dummy of the Mikdash as possible. They still didn't have psychedelic colored glass that you couldn't see through. Well, we know it was glass, not, not, not it, gold, or wasn't it Mikdash? It wasn't glass, but it, no, there was no glass in the Mikdash, but there was a wick sticking out. I mean, that's the way I pictured it. It was Mikdash, it was gold, it's a golden holder, well, but they, yeah, but there was a wick sticking out. You saw a flame. Here, you don't see anything. You just look. I saw a picture. It was a very nice, you know, psychedelic. Uh, yeah, that, you, don't got, you don't see. You just see something's on inside. So, um, again, I don't think it's possible. It certainly looked interesting, but I don't see any mitzvah to reinvent the wheel. We have uh, a lot of symbolic ancient things with the Menorah. You know, we might as well keep it the same. I don't see any Indian to, uh, to use it either. Electric is a different shayla because they, that, that could be a bigger problem because there, if you plug it in, it doesn't have a half hour worth of juice. So they say, okay, use a battery. So that gets rid of that problem. But then it's electric. It's not, uh, even electricity has a din of, uh, of, of ash, but it's certainly not, very, very not doing the mikdash. Shayla is, is it makiv with batteries or not? But, but the point being is that there's no flame there. If, if there's any... Oh, there's a flame. The tzad would be that a, a burning filament is ash on Shabbos. No, for Shabbos, for Chaim Ezehel, that was a derisive. Yeah, but you can see through, see, see through. It's not, it's not, don't take a frosted one. Yeah, the frosted one would be the same issue as this, which I don't think is possible necessarily. Most bulbs used to be clear. You could buy frosted, you could buy clear. Why? The memorial ones and the, in, the, in the plaques, I've had seen, they've had, they have clear ones. The clear ones look much nicer, by the way. Do you ever see a Nair Tamid? That was that was uh, frosted. No, they usually have um, usually see that little flickering thing inside. You can easily get it. Um, so again, I, I don't see any reason for the. You know, we, we're zeicher. We can afford oil. 
and we have wicks. I, I don't see any reason to go to all these things. And but the we should be using liquid I, again, liquid is the argument that is perfectly okay. Is that right away it starts melting? It's a popular item because you buy it now ready made, and to transport it. Yeah, so that's why they created this. Again, I, I don't want to hurt you, but it's, it's certainly it's kosher. It's not worse than wax, regular paraffin candles. But you can't go wrong. It's something like mitzitzah pepper. You can't go wrong doing it the way Yazeda did it, Hizeda did it, going back to Aaron Akayan. Uh, and, you know, we try to get as doing the mikdash as we can. So it's, uh, I'm not passing the other stuff, but it's, it's uh, certainly, uh, certainly a matter. Then there, there's all sorts of minyanam, apikabola to, to work and sweat making the wicks. The chassidim like, would never stand for it. They, they make the wicks themselves. They would never stand for these uh, ready-made fast food uh, menorahs where you go and you drive by the window and they hand you 64 uh, <laughs> things and you're ready to go. But again, I understand people are busy and they can't say the puzzle, but there's a chilek of the avoid of setting it up is also there's something to that. So with that said, again, we will have Shia Mitzvah Shem on Monday night, so please make an attempt to come. Uh, I bumped into um, one of the people who used to work in the OU when I was there. I think he's still there. Um, and... Um, he, we were talking about Dunkin' Donuts. I mentioned the things I talked about on Shabbos about the donuts with the Fashas uh, We mentioned it here during the year, I think, so that was a chazar. Um, we got to talk about Dunkin' Donuts. I mentioned the Achshem, the they're relying on the, uh, with the microwave. They're now serving breakfast, uh, the eggs. So he told me good news. He said uh, they don't make the eggs there. He doesn't think. He says he thinks they get the, I don't know if it's good news or bad news, depending on the ad. He thinks they get the entire thing in from the main plant. And they just pop it in, it's like rubber, and it tastes like also maybe, and they're just heating it up. So there's no issue with the microwave. I mentioned it because Scheinberg and others had a cool in the microwave that's not Bishalakam. When we were learning last year, Bishalakam, because it wasn't part of the because it wasn't around that. You don't have to comment to that because it's not made by the microwave, it's just being reheated. And it's not all Shokham Blochim either. Yeah, the problem is that eggs are, that's the old Shilam. Yeah, but that's the old shot with the potato chips and with the the, with the form or the or the actual ingredient. But he said you don't have to come on to that. They're made in the plant. Now, when they made them there, I don't think they're making it in a microwave, which just shifted the question. He didn't know. I said, what are they doing about it over there? Now it's a bigger problem, not a smaller problem. The cooler was is made in the microwave, so he didn't know. I should really, uh, um, you know, I, I should ask him to, to follow up. I'd be curious where they. I don't think they have a mashkiach in the main plant, wherever that is. Um, and if they don't, so how are they certifying the, uh, the eggs? If it was a powder, which is made, then it would have been better than the microwave. But, um, so, let's see Shiloh, but happens to be mentioned that point that I'm making, that I'm making in the microwave in the first place. So, um, we mentioned last thing that came up recently, so I figured I'd mention it. Okay, let's go to Sivov, Sivov on page, Kupevov. We'll read quickly the short explanation, and then I want to go to Siv Zion, which is the last Siv of the Sim, and we'll spend a little more time on that. Uh, you're going to wonder, like, why do we need a halacha to legislate this? And let me just bring you back to pre-war Europe, where I was born. Uh, you know, we talk about it like we were there. Um, there was a great hunger all the time, more or less. You had a few gvirm here and there, some people, what team? Generally, the population at large went to sleep hungry quite often, and people were generally hungry because the poverty was ayyavanera. I spoke to a year who grew up in Hungary, was saved by Wallenberg, one of his glass houses. He used to be my shear, and uh, he's Baruch uh, Hashem healthy, alive. But may have asked him, he's now in his uh, mid eighties, and um, he said that in Hungary, which is already wealthier than Poland in many many areas, 
He said most of the kids in his class in Cheder didn't have shoes. This is the 1930s. So I don't think it was in Budapest. He's probably from a smaller village, but they just didn't own shoes. Like he had shoes. He was from a comfortable family. So it's just important to know this for the context of how to get to school. They walked carefully. Um, so you must have been born here, uh, you, you know, if you can ask a question like that. Um, I remember we had to walk 10 miles in the snow to get to the school. Those were the good old days. A little mysterious now, uphill both ways, right? Exactly. <laughs> so it's a, he, was, he, was, well, he was there in the same, same school, we were in the same class. Exactly, right, 1909, right. So, uh, so I'm mentioning this because this is going to sound strange to us that the Mahabra has to quote uh, Gemara, quoting a Pusik that has to remind us that it's usher to eat food and eat out of kalim that are mo'us, that are disgusting. Like, we're wondering, like, in America, like, why would something, like, where would this come up? Like, why would you want to do, you'd, like, be throwing up before you went near it. And that's true. Because we're spoiled and pampered, Baruch Hashem, and we would never have to choose between getting a little nauseous and eating something. But until very recently, this was not an uncommon thing. It wasn't very common to, like, be forced that you were so hungry that you'd eat something a little nauseating. But it wasn't that ridiculous. Uh, when you talk about things, then you look at the truth, and they talk about uh, different types of food, and part of it was spoiled, and part of it, like, we wouldn't go near the whole thing. The whole thing would be thrown in the garbage. And, um, and it was a very real issue to them. So I just want to show you, just from the historical perspective, it's an interesting machaber, and it can come up in, in selected... Uh, scenario. Sivov. You're not allowed to eat things. Shaila, it's based on Pasik. And we'll see the Pasik, and it's Shaila, is it a Smachta or a Drosha? But it's an Isser. That's why I gave you that introduction. Like you would say, like, wait, this is like way off the charts. Why is it? So if that's key, key is, uh, what's an ice word for throw up, doctor? Uh, is there must be a more medical term for it? <laughs> <laughs> Think of the Yiddish term. <laughs> Something, uh, well, okay. Or tsaya. Tsaya's excrement. Like, this is dangerous already. Like, why would somebody eat this? The answer is, uh, they would need it, but a little bit. Think of the Gemara Gittin, Nebuch, with the lady who grew up in the lap of luxury and she's picking through dung. So you would say, pick the dung at the end of tomorrow. I couldn't get the stuff down. And we Americans couldn't. We would throw up. We, we wouldn't do anything for us. But they, as well as she cleaned it off, there was some left. And she swallowed it. So that was Sakhan's Tafasha. She had no choice. But, but the Shaila came up and it was borderline. I'm very hungry and there's not a whole lot of say over here and it's bottle and this and that. And, hey, so maybe I'll eat it. So if it disgusts you, you should be eating it unless it's Sakhan's Tafasha. This is like a catch 22. The only way you're going to eat it is if you're so close to So you were also born here. That, that's why I gave that introduction. It was, I, I, I understand the history of this was that that wasn't true. There were people who were not in Sakhana. They were just hungry, and there were people always in a scale like we have today, from Istanis and the extreme right to people who couldn't care less in the extreme left and many gradations in between. Uh, we see that today, by the way, with kids. I mentioned last night the eight-second rule, or some claim there's at least 20 seconds. Um, I wouldn't go near it if you paid me, and either would uh, Dr. Kamenetsky and many others here, and I'm sure other people, uh, you know, say so on the floor. So what? So if for me to eat it would be an iser. For them to eat it would be mutter. It was not dangerous. That's a good example, even in America. This is an economic Sure, sure. It's all economics. Like I said, they walked, they walked around, like they walked around hungry all the time because there wasn't enough food. Yeah, that's no, economics. For, for, for one person, it's, it's also... No, but in America, the example I just gave is not economics. It's a question of how much of an instantness you are. Well, the homeless guy eating out of the dumpster behind the uh, pizza hut. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, although that's not so gross if they take a whole pie in a box and throw it out. It's just sitting in the garden. Okay, we wouldn't go near it. But yeah, it can happen in America also. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm just giving an example. It happens in, in homes in Muncie with a marble floor in a 5,000 square foot home and it drops on the floor. That's not who finance is. Everybody here is well taken care of. Some people would eat, some people wouldn't. For people who wouldn't, it would be an issue. So that's, that ought to go to here. Yeah, that's what this machab is all about. The difference is, the difference is, um, if you're being pressured socially to eat it. Somebody, somebody told me once. Uh, Bal Chuva told me in college that I had these crazy inductions to these uh, fraternities. So they eating uh, goldfish and eating this and all sorts of ridiculous things. I don't know why they have these things, but uh, so that's a great example. Let's have a fish that's kosher, but you don't really like eating them, you know, when they're still uh, fresh. Like, you like sushi, but not that much. You like sushi, but not that, not that much. So why are you doing it? Because you don't want to look like a nerd, and you want to get into this club. So, so it's an iser. So there, all, there can be other reasons besides starvation that people are doing this. That, that, that's my point. And, these, and the 10-second rule is a good example. You know, somebody dropped it. You're at somebody's house. You just got married. Your mother-in-law dropped it on the floor. It didn't happen to me. And then she put the back on the plate. Like a whole piece of shit. There are people who do this. Probably more people who would do it than wouldn't do it even though the doctor's glaring at me. I wouldn't do it either. But, <laughs> but there are more people who would. It only stays for five seconds, and the people have a five-second rule, and that's it. I worked so, in a kitchen where a soup spilled, and they mopped it up. And <laughs> come on. They come on. You're joking. No, I wasn't waiting. You'll tell me later which hotel that was. <laughs> it was condemned by the Board of Health. Uh, that, that extreme I never heard because the mop probably wasn't clean. But okay. But so there you are. So there are people drop a shits on the floor and they put it back in the plate and they figure no one saw it, but it don't, doesn't, doesn't hurt them. So let's say I saw it and my mother-in-law put it back on the plate. Didn't happen. Let's say that happened. And now she's serving it. And I recognize the piece and she dives it out and that piece landed on my plate. Now what? So this is subjective? Yeah. So if I can't well, um, they don't have to listen to every shit we discuss over here. But yeah, you yeah, I mean she? I don't know. They don't. The kids have a funny thing. They don't like it. They don't know they don't like it. They just think they don't like it because it looks healthy until they taste it. Is it subjective? You know what? I remember as a kid. For some reason, I didn't like peas. I guess a lot of kids like that. And I remember somebody in school was like uh, at lunch wanted to uh, serve it. There was a teacher there who got all uh, on the case and everything. I it was probably all psychological looking back because I eat them now, but like there was one of them I was ready, mamish, to. Uh, well, it is probably psychologically not eating a, a, a marble floor with perfectly clean outside. Medically, we were discussing last night. This probably the doctor wanted to claim it was healthier than touching a washing cup. Yeah. Nothing to do with washing per se. Any cup that's yeah. around, you know. Example Muhammad brings is things that are objective, more objectively. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. I agree. But the, let's finish the list and then we'll come. I agree. It's not completely subjective, but I want to tell it's not completely objective either. There are certain things over here that most people wouldn't, but then you get back to your question. So what's Machapa Pasking over here? If you're starving to death, it's not going to about his mother anyway. So then why would somebody do it? Do you need a local legislature? You shouldn't. So that's why I'm trying to temper it that there has to be some Havmin over here. That somebody is very not grossed out by these things. He's very not an istinist. And Kamash Malan, that most people would, and therefore, Batla Daitol. Or maybe you get somebody else nauseous or something like that. It's also an iser to do it. Uh, so let's see the list. Gaimash Kamarechlin, Shazar Bem Ki, Atsayev Lechasrucha, Kadayim Bem Machanos, Lechalishas Bekalim Atsayev, Shashlot Katsamem, Kirgan Kalim Shabesakise, 
This is the uh, these bankers they used to use to uh, to bloodlet. Here we get a little gray. Now again, let's discuss kids because they don't want to offend any adults, but I, we've all seen adults do this also. You wonder, the kid's sitting there, he's 10 years old, and you wonder, like, how, how in the world are they eating without washing their hands? And they just finished, finished playing in the sandbox and football and basketball and baseball, and they came back from the seashore, and they sit down and they eat. So they don't seem to mind. So, what? From the example of Klaze Chuchet. Uh, yeah, Makizam Bam yeah. It can, could have been perfectly. Yes, terrible. they washed it out. It's, they it's washed it out still way. psychologically. It's I agree. The cup you have, I agree. You want to have a sip. Right, you, you still shouldn't do it. So why not? It's because you don't mind, or most people, you mind, you don't mind, most people would, or how objective is that? That doesn't say. But psychologically, people wouldn't want to use it because it's gross. They use that to uh, fill blood with, even though it's clean. Exactly, right. Use a lot of, uh, you know, so, so you wouldn't, even, even though, right. So that's the But the last thing is the most instructive. That's dirty hands. There are people who do that and really couldn't care less. And the more you go to third world country, the less they care. The plate's not so clean. This is very, you know, we've all been to restaurants and place the plate. They don't clean the plate so well. Uh, so for social pressure, you're going to continue eating if you're in a uh, place where you don't want to embarrass the host or whatever the case may be. So how do you juggle that? And that's the passage they quote. And uh, that's the source of this din. So there's another din that you shouldn't cause me as to somebody else by doing something that you don't think is disgusting, but they will, even though it's technically mutter, uh, but they mind, and that's uh, the Haver aspect of things. So, um, so again... Why would somebody eat with filthy hands? Obviously, they don't mind. Isn't that a raya that we're looking at it? You go by Roiv, and therefore we don't do it. Not necessarily. There, if you'd ask, I don't know, because I don't remember at 10 years old, what we were thinking. If you'd ask him, how, how are you eating that? Isn't that disgusting? Often they'd say, what's disgusting? They're just not like, in touch with their problem. Or sometimes it's because they're just too lazy, um, adults or kids, of getting up and washing their hands, and it's not that disgusting, even though it's a little bit disgusting. So the question is, when does it involve the Yisr and that you're just being Michael on that, that aspect of cleanliness and when does you just don't care and therefore it doesn't make a difference? Unless you're doing it in front of somebody else which is causing him to be Mias. So it's just an interesting, but I'm sure it came up more in Europe when they had less food. That's, uh, that's uh, even if no one was dying. Okay, let's go on to Siv Zion. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting discussion over here why this is in the Simon. Uh, and there are a number of angles over here, and this is Nogea to a lot of things in Psakalach, as you'll see. So we'll cover a diff- few different aspects. Misukenes. Misukenes is an animal, take a cow, who is very sick. Now, again, the context before America, I think if the USDA, uh, they cover meat also, is that just dairy? The USDA covers all food? What does it stand for? Oh, I thought it had something to do with the dairy. I said, Department of Agriculture, guys. They cover everything. So if they would know that you know that um, a cow has Yeramachla, Layalena, uh, and was very sick and you were shechting it, they probably wouldn't allow that meat to be marketed. Uh, I don't know how they would know. I don't even know if they bother checking. Like, how would you know if an animal is sick? Or if you want to start seeing things on the outside, they call the vet. So in Europe, they knew animals much better than we know animals, and uh, they often knew when the animal was good and sick. And the picture, an $800 cow, it's quite a huge hefzid 
uh, for, for a farmer or a balabas. Uh, it was almost uh, life-altering. Uh, they had small villages. They never ate meat unless they could shech the animal then or refrigeration. They would shech the animal and they would have to have a major yantam coming up or a major Shabbos or a major chasna. They otherwise, they wouldn't shech. In big cities, it was different. So here you have a mitzukenis. Uh, if you want to save your investment, you better shech it very quickly. If it's a trefer already, you're going to have a problem. Okay, so you'll, shech, you'll check the man areas for trefers. If it's not a trefer, it's just 119 years old and 364 days and you have 12 hours to take care of it. So then you better take care of it. So it's called a misukenis. Again, if somebody's dying. Now, without getting into this, this is a very difficult sugi. It's a sugi sahedrin. It's a gemarmi sahilip between a geisis and a trefer. For doctors, this is a very difficult sugi today because in the olden days, I can't say the good old days because we have it better in many ways. In the olden days, people didn't hang on so long because they got sick and they died. There was no machinery. So the chilip between geisis and trefer didn't make too much of a difference. Uh, today, you can't kill a trefer either, but you're not chayim isa b'day adam. If you shut the eyes of a geisis, a guy who is just dying of old age, the organs are failing, he's 119, 364 days old. There's no one organ that has a hole in it or has a major problem. He's not a trefer, but he's a geisis. He's dying. Geisis will, red geisis will die within three days. He's a geisis and he's dying. Now, medically today, it's very difficult to figure out the difference because you've got to figure out from the sugya first what's the difference in lumdus. A trefer, by and large, we know can't live a year like a trefer. An animal has a 12-month uh, 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 lifespan. A geisis already can't live three days. Yet a geisis has a din chayim l'chol devarim. If he closes his eyes one second early and he dies one second early, it's chayim misab de'adam. And the geisis only can live for three days. And the trefer can live for 12 months. If you shoot him, you're not chayim misab de'adam. Why is that? It's counterintuitive. The answer is a trefer, there's a lumdus that he has a, 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 a hole or a, or, or a problem um, it could be a hole, it could be the organs half eaten away, in a major organ, and that vital organ is already basically gone, and therefore he's walking around. He might walk around for another 11 and a half months, but he's a walking dead man. He can't give Aedis because it's because if the Aedis could go and they tried to be mazam him, and then they get caught, so he could say, I was only giving Aedis on a guy who was a trefer, or we're trefers, and therefore you can't give Aedis on us. It's They're trying to kill a trefer if they give Aedis on a trefer. We're trying to kill a dead man. So the chilek nowadays is very difficult. The guy's in a machine while he's very sick. This, that, that. Well, is there an organ that's a thing? So now with MRIs, you could probably point to an organ and say, well, he's probably a trefer also. They couldn't do that then. But there are cases where the patient's just slowing down. There's no one thing you could point to. The guy, well, he died of old age. You still have that? People die, they just stop breathing? There's no one organ you can point to? Or today they do an autopsy, they always find out that there's something wrong with the organ? What? Which means the organ stopped, which means the heart stopped. Okay, but that doesn't mean he was a trefer. Right? He could have been a guy. He he died of natural cause. Okay. Everything's natural. Some look more natural than others. So, a misukenis is an animal that's not a trefer. Call the animal a geisis. Very sick. And you want to shecht it before the animal dies, because otherwise you lose your whole $800 cow. The din is that it's mutter to do that. That's not harama. If you shecht it and the animal's not a trefer, the animal's kosher and it's kosher. Uh, the first shot we're going to say over, and the reason why this is here in the simon is because you would think that most people would think that eating an animal that was about to die that you quickly shechted is pretty gross and not that healthy and like, who would want to eat an animal like this? That's why this is here. So Kamash Malan, that most people in Europe wouldn't find it gross. I think in America, if you tell them about it, they would. But... Leaving that aside, most people say, look, the, the meat is still meat, and we're going to cook it, and that's it. And no reason to believe it was the meat's diseased, if he has a problem with breathing or old age. And therefore, it's mutter. 
So that's the Machabra over here. Misikanis Afal Pi Shiniteris Peshita Apitinus Mutter Hamadaktigim Machmirim Alas Meshalachla. The Machmirim didn't eat a Misikanis that was shechted. Today you never find out because you never know what's going on in the Shacht house. But if you live next to the farmer and the farmer said, Oi, Elsie's getting so old, he's mamish completely wrinkled and it's going to be, I'm going to shecht him tomorrow morning. And, uh, and you notice that he was taka lethargic and very sick and you don't want to eat it. So there's room to be machmer over here. You can't just be machmer stam. machmer I'm going to stand on my head from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock every morning. You don't do that, but I'm machmer. See, you can't be machmer. There's got to be a sheet to be machmer. There's something to be machmer about. So Machab is allowing you to be machmer, even though it's a Kenneth is kosher. You don't want to eat it, so we understand you. The first shot here is because maybe it gets sick to your stomach and you think it's most, and that's why it's next to the next, the, the previous sif, because the previous sif was listening. You sir, I'm here. If you want to be machmer and it's most for you, you don't have to eat it. That's, yeah, what? How's it different from putrefying fish, which Mora says is the best? Mom says dangerous. Maybe it's a different type of fish. The putrefying one is the Okay, so I guess nobody nobody would mind. Why? Yeah, they had to be there. Would be. We to us in the sixties and seventies, sushi was mamish baltashaksu. Here's the way people talk, mamish baltashaksu, and all of a sudden everybody loves it. So these things change. The psychological thing. Apparently, there was nothing wrong with it. These things change. That's that's a good example, by the way. But I, when it first came out, people spent years trying to get me to eat it, and I thought it was mamish baltashaksu until I tried some decent ones, and I realized it wasn't. But uh, at that point, there was still a psychological block. Okay, this is the first part in the Mechaber. Uh, Mitzvah Shem, um, on Monday, we will take up the second shot, and hopefully Monday night we'll finish the simon and go on to the next simon, which is doing Schaira and Machal Sasur, which is a very interesting simon. Uh, but we'll finish this up on Monday night.